little bit of housekeeping before we begin. I'm not sure if you're a fan of Audible yet or not, but for those of you who love to read books as much as I do, I probably read about 65 to 80 books a year, and I don't really have the time to read. So if you're like me, then this is for you. You can now turn your car into a university, work out and learn, or just put around the house while getting inspired, learn new ways to make your business thrive, or a new skill that can help your personal life flourish. I have a special offer for you. If you go to www.littledrummergirl.com, that's L-I-L-Drummergirl.com forward slash resources, in the middle of the page, there's a link for a free 30-day trial of plus two credits to two free book downloads, and that's at any price point. So even if you cancel the membership after 30 days, you get to keep the two books forever so that you don't have to wait anymore to get started. So get started today for free. It'll change your life for the better. Go check it out. Hey there, it's Dawn Marie Mutel, and welcome to another episode of The Little Drummer Girl. Today's guest is Harvey Druyard. He is a photographer, but didn't start out that way. He has done everything, it seems, in the world of business. From growing up in an entrepreneurial family, he's gone from working in a gas station to selling real estate to supervising this world-famous Zingerman's Deli, which is in Ann Arbor, Michigan. He kicked himself into high gear with photography when he attended an Ann Arbor hash bash back in 1994. And he saw a large group of hippies where they were dressed to the nines. And he ran outside to actually catch a photo where everyone was facing the same way as they were crossing the street. He used the last seven frames of his first roll of film. And that was 3,500 public nudes ago. Since his first shot in 1994, he's been a butcher for five years, waited table for seven years, a union carpenter for three, and shot photos every year. But now, for the past five years, he's been a full-time artist. So let's get Harvey on the line. Harvey, thank you so much for being with us this evening. I am so thrilled that you're here. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having me. You know... You, (laughs) the way we met was so happenstance, and I really uh, was enthralled by your photography. So can you tell us how you got started? Um, Sure. It was totally by chance. I had a, I was working at a deli in Ann Arbor, Michigan called Zingerman's, and um, No way, you work at Zingerman's? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I've been there. My sister lives out that way. (laughs) It's a world-famous deli. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, I was there for three years. I reached supervisor status there, and even if you've only been there once, you know the people that work there are all artists and Yes. Uh, it seemed like 75% of the people that worked there had degrees, and half of those people had two degrees. <laughs> you wow. know, so It was a great conversation. <laughs> it was a great flow of artists. And I was actually in the food uh, realm at the time. I wanted to start a food delivery service in Ann Arbor, and I ended up at Zingerman's, broke up with my girlfriend, moved into a cool loft, and before I knew it, um, somebody asked to use my loft as a 
as a location for a photo workshop so people could learn to work with the nude form. It was all, you know, very artsy-fartsy, as they say, and uh-huh. uh, a wow. photographer and a model. Um, I used to have a club called The Anecdote, and it was kind of cool. It was fashioned after The Anecdote Number 1 in Port Huron, Michigan. And the way it worked was everything was free, the coffee, tea, cookies, but it was two bucks an hour to hang out. Oh, wow. How cool. Uh, and the maximum that you would pay is $5. So everybody pretty much just paid five bucks and hung out as long as they wanted. I mean, you don't really drink a lot of coffee, you know. Right. You know. <laughs> so, um, and it's cheap to make anyway. But, and if you performed or, you know, provided some sort of artistic entertainment or anything for the group, then whatever time you did that was free time, of course. Right. And on top of all that, every hour that you spent, you got a little tiny piece of art called a timeshare unit. So let's say you spent wow. $2, you get one timeshare unit, and you could build those up and actually buy the art off the wall. Oh, wow, so, that's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was an interesting concept. And then when this workshop came up, it fell on April 2nd, 1994, which was a Saturday. The first Saturday of April is always the hash bash in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, wow. Uh, it used to be, you know, fighting for legalization of marijuana, and they've had medical marijuana, and now they've got recreational now, so the hash bash. Oh, they can have recreational? Okay. Yeah, it just happened this year. Um, oh, wow. So, but they've had medical for a while, and... It's been a pretty famously liberal town when it comes to medical or to marijuana, period. Um, Actually, so anyway, you know, I wouldn't have thought that, but that's another story. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the University of Michigan is there. and There's right. 35,000 undergrads. And, um, it's, that's a pretty mellow drug, I guess, as far as drugs go. But anyway, this um, model and photographer approached me. They rented my place out to do a workshop, and it fell on that day. So I have the second <laughs> story loft. I'm looking down at the street, and it was so beautiful. It looked like 30 people going to a Halloween party dressed as hippies were walking by. <laughs> <laughs> the the bell bottoms, so the tie-dye, the beard, wow. the brawless, the roach clips with the feathers. And so in Ann Arbor, unlike here, I've noticed actual um, uh, jaywalking tickets being handed out here in, in Florida. They did? Really? Yeah. I did see huh? one. I actually saw one happen. It was somebody that was really drunk. Oh. Uh, and they were probably trying to show him a lesson. But, you know, anyway. That doesn't really happen in Ann Arbor. And because of that reason, when you're in a large group, once the traffic clears, you just walk, and then the cars wait for you, even if it's a green light. They just wait for you. (laughs) So because of that reason, it's just like waiting in an elevator. Everybody faces the same way. So I thought, oh, my God, you guys, look at this. See that group out there? Wouldn't that be really funny if the last people in the group were nude? No one would know it. (laughs) All day we'd been working with these new models, and they were like, oh, my God, that is a good idea. So – I asked the, the three um, people that were modeling that day if they wanted to come out. I only had seven frames left. I only had one roll of film. It was the first roll of film in my life that I oh ever shot was that day. Borrow <laughs> <laughs> camera. Um, in fact, I didn't even own a camera for seven years. But anyway, I went out and took seven photos, and they all happened to turn out. I mean, like, 
we did one frame. Like, we'd go through this whole composition and stand out in the middle of the street, stop the traffic, click, got it, and we'd walk away. And we were like, we just walked through the half dash through this giant crowd of people and did seven quick photographs and came back to the uh, headquarters, I guess you could say. And, and that is so fun. <laughs> three days later, it was on the 6 o'clock news, and a few months after that, I was on a national tour, and I have, wow. you know, a book, I've done calendars, postcards, you know, all kinds of other things now, and it has brought me to Florida. I'm missing winter. <laughs> it's snowing in <laughs> Michigan right now. <laughs> I know. I talked to my sister the other day, and she's like, I can't believe how much snow we've been getting. <laughs> it's so early. And I'm like, better you than me. <laughs> I just don't like snow. Snow is no fun. <laughs> Unless you're playing it's it, it's really yeah. no fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how long have you been here in uh, St. Pete? Um, in St. Pete, just a few weeks. Um, oh, wow. okay. I, I've been in Florida for a little while, but like actually St. Petersburg, um, I think it's three and a half weeks now so far. Were you in the Tampa area or did you just um, I was in from on Michigan? the other side of the bridge in Ruskin. Um, oh, okay. Is that by Plant and City the, or something like that? It's, uh, well, it's about an hour from Plant City, but yeah, I guess from here you'd have to go past it to go to Plant City because you'd go over the Skyway Bridge and then you'd oh, so it's all keep bridge, following okay. 75. Yeah, you'd have to follow gotcha. 75 up there. Um, but there's really nothing going on over there. There was just some friends that I helped no. start um, <laughs> a food business. Yeah. So, um, and I sold the cargo van that I brought all my stuff with. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got to get to the other side of that bridge. <laughs> so I'm here. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Well, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. It's I real. There's it. so much going on over here. I mean, it's really amazing. Uh, there's never a dull moment. That's for sure. There's always yeah, an and I'm event hope, going on. hopefully I'm adding to that a little bit. When we met that day, I thought, you know, this will be, you know, I do get people asking me to do things once in a while, and I've done a couple other things, but um, you were you were just like, you know, you got it. I could tell. It was more of the, <laughs> the art itself, just like you said. You know, you like the art, you know. I mean, marketing is one thing, but, you know, the art's got to be able to speak for itself. Absolutely. I have a question speaking about your art. Um, there's the, the portrait that you have of the uh, the woman with all the gemstones on her body. Oh, you're right. Yeah. How, how long did that take to do that? Did, did you put those <laughs> okay, on or did somebody so else apply that? <laughs> I, I did all that. That's my, all you my did art, it. my composition of jewels. And what I used actually was um, eyelash glue. And it turns out that eyelash wow. glue is no more than um, Elmer's glue because Elmer's glue has aloe added to it and it's hypoallergenic, it's non-toxic, it's water-soluble. So um, I did all of those bejewelings, there's five different people that I've actually done so far. Wow. Um, I did them all with eyelash glue and I'm dying to do someone new because now I have this really cool clear glue that's also hypoallergenic and I think it's, it's Elmer's glue, but... Anyway, and I average 100 joules an hour. So 100 an hour. On, wow. So the one that you look, there's a couple of them. They're all different people, too, because I've only been able to have enough time to do one side of anyone's body. Um, <laughs> I did one whole body one, the one with the blue jewels. You can see how they're all really spread out. That took eight yeah. hours. There's a thousand yeah. jewels wow. around here. We went a little bit faster just because they were spread out a little bit more. It was a little bit easier time-wise. 
but the one where you see on the where it's the um, the front torso shot called the known universe that took seven and a half hours of gluing. Oh my gosh! In wow! Fact, if you I mean, close, I knew she it got had a really to take bad a sunburn. Oh no! <laughs> she got a sunburn. <laughs> we were outside. We were at a um, a warehouse oh, in the wow. Petersburg warehouse district, and it was kind of funny because it happened so gradually, and we were out there so long that. We neither one of us really noticed it until oh, wow. she took the jewel <laughs> off, girl. and then she was leopard spotted for like, what, oh, like no. ten months. <laughs> like oh, it wouldn't go away. She had to completely lose all of her tan to lose the spot. It was hilarious. <laughs> and her boyfriend was out of town, and she was like, "Hey, uh, I did an art project," and he was like, "Oh, well, what?" So it was really there goes the modeling career. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it, it, they were both really artistic people, and he was like totally. After he saw the pictures, it was you know, of course, uh, well worth. They look amazing. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and you know, to my knowledge, no one else is doing that. I, you know, I was doing makeup artistry for uh, quite a while back in the uh, early 2000s in New York, and I was doing, like, the small rhinestones on the face, different things like that, but it was just, when I saw the whole body, I just knew, like, okay, I did body painting, and I know how long that takes. I just thought, that's got to be a long process. (laughs) It was a very long process, and those, the the front one and the the rear end one, if you will, those are my chakra series. That's how you see the um, gradient colors that start from purple and go to red. I, I don't think either one of them show all the way from top to bottom. But um, that was my first time doing it too. It was so. It was, as you can see, it's a very wow. intimate um, art form. Uh, yeah, so without a doubt. That was. It was a very good exercise in communicating with the with you know the subject and you know saying okay, well, what do you think about this? And you know we. She couldn't really move because every time, you know, the person would bend and try to help, one would fly off somewhere else if it wasn't right. totally dry. It's, uh, it you know, it's not, a, it's not a surface that's supposed to have, like, you know. Exactly. Especially in so, the curving I mean, areas. <laughs> exactly. So you have to imagine that there, there has to be, a, a you know, a trust building uh, and, um, you know, a self, uh, an obvious, you know, mutual respect, if you will, for the art and for the, you know, for the subject. Um, I, I mean, I'm a, I have a twin sister. I tell everybody. I was no born way. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I was even a gentleman then. She's a minute older than me. I let her go first. <laughs> I love women. I respect women. I love the power of women. I, I'm so happy that so many women just won new offices in, in the, uh, you know, all the political realms and whatnot. So, um, I mean, that's what, you know, my focus has always been, the power of the person that's in the image. And I love that. It's all volunteer, too. So some of these, some people come up and say, hey, well, you know, these girls should, you know, be making a whole bunch of money. And I'm like, well, you know, these are, these are all volunteers. We um, you know, whoever shows up that day is going to be in this shot. You know, it's about the building. You know, it's not about the, the people in it. You know, I mean, it's about you know nudity has to be part of it, and everybody gets you know original prints, and you know we all get you know have a fun day, and everybody's compensated the day that they come there. And so later, when I put all this money into printing something or putting it into a calendar, and 
you know, and people start seeing it, they, I don't know what like Picasso or other artists did when they, you know, we're able to sell something and make a profit, but I haven't done that yet. So when I get to that, that point of actually making some money doing this, then I guess I'll have to cross that bridge. Well, speaking of making money, I, I just saw the uh, 25th anniversary calendar, just a little peek, and it looks like it's going to be amazing. Uh, where is that being sold? If our listeners and friends want to check it out and they can pick up a copy. Okay, so a couple of places in St. Petersburg at the moment, Now and Then Antiques, which is on Central Avenue, 909 Central Avenue, right next to the Noodle Place, um, near Martin Luther King and right on Central Avenue right there. They oh, will yeah. have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and also BBG Interior Design, um, which is right next to Iberian Rooster, uh, also on Central Avenue. Okay. Um, their address is 465 Central Avenue. They're going to have them as well. Um, there's, I guess, there's several bartenders in town. Um, anybody that's on the calendar, please, you know, contact me and come on out and help me sell some calendars. Um, we'd love to have some help, uh, you know, letting people see this stuff. I only have a few printed. That are, last year I printed 20. Uh, this year I'm printing a hundred of them. We'll see how that goes. I mean, it's more well, about I'm sorry. The, the, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to ask if the stores are actually, will they be putting them online and the, their websites at all? I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. They may. Um, okay. Well, maybe you could let me know and then I can update that if that's the case. Okay. Um, all right. I'll let you know. That would be great. And also, okay. um, Mickey's, Mickey's Organics. Um, they are actually are they? January. You know Mickey's next to Lemongrass? On Central Is that on Avenue. 2nd Avenue? On oh, Central, okay. It's on Central, 318 Central Avenue. Um, I Very actually cool. have a show there that starts on December 1st. Um, oh, wow. How long is it going to be on there? For one month. <laughs> so they will be selling the calendars too. Oh, that's um, great. Maybe what I, I can do is I go down... Oh yeah, we I was can meet maybe there I even can if go down there and take some photos too, and send them up there so that if anyone wants to see some, maybe they can uh, buy it that way through you, through you, you know, oh, through phone awesome. or whatever. Yeah, that absolutely. would be great. Um, and the interior design is just a block down from Mickey's on the other side of the street, uh, so everything is kind of awesome. tight. And um, there's several reasons that I sell through the stores. One, I want to. Uh, share the wealth, if you will. I mean, there's not a lot of money there, so I know that the small amount that is going to be sold will be sold directly um, in a personable way. I mean, if people go to the website and say, hey, you know, I want to get one, I'll arrange something, you know, you know, if they're from out of state or whatever and they want to get something, I'll definitely arrange something. My, my website is not set up for like an e-commerce website, unfortunately. Right. Um, but, yeah, because maybe they can call the store and if they see, you know, they can order one through the store and just say, hey, can you ship me one? They may do it for them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they would be happy to do something like that. That way, yeah, then they've got the infrastructure set up. Um, I'm kind of a traveling independent artist, so. Yeah, I hear um, you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, on the street, I, I'm able to, uh, you know, take a swipe your card with my square thing. Um, but as far as running it through my website, I haven't figured that part out yet, and I, I need to find somebody to help me with that, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Just like, gotcha. oh, I have footage of almost all these shots. I, I'm, I'm working, finally found an editor that's going to help me 
get this all yeah, it gets a lot of together. details i mean that's one of the things i was going to ask you about is like how you market yourself and it's really hard because there's so much going on right now and there's so many people in the marketplace and you know uh do you use social media at all <laughs> not well okay. i do but um in fact my web or my facebook page if you really research it you'll see that it started during my first visit in 2014, because everybody in St. Petersburg was, what's your Facebook, blah, blah, blah. The problem <laughs> is I can't put, I keep getting banned on Facebook every time I have a show. Oh, because you have. Their, their favorite picture, mm. and then they think that I have something to do with that, so then I get banned for 30 days. So mm-hmm. I really, you know, can't use a lot of the social media without censoring, and that's, I mean, I have a website. Right, and you could do um, and, some censoring, but you'd have more work to do it. <laughs> right, and then what happens yeah. is as soon as there's, you know, banter, if you will, back and forth, and people, doesn't matter who puts up the image. If it's my image, I get blamed for it. I had a show in Cincinnati a couple of years ago, and two days before the show, I got banned for 30 days. So all the people I had on Facebook Messenger, which were a lot of them because we were lining it all up to do a shot for <laughs> during the show. So oh. I got banned. And wow. so at that point, Terrible. I'm like, you know, I, I, I depend way too much on this social media that somebody can just go on and be upset about something I didn't even do, <laughs> you know. Wow. So it's, it just hasn't been, um, you know, a good, fruitful way for me to advertise. That's probably why, you know, your, your website is probably your best bet because it is yours and, you know, and then you can have, you know, I notice a lot of people who are photographers that shoot nudes, they always have, you know, the blocks um, around the private areas so that, you know, that is censored and they can, like on Instagram, I see that they can still post things that way and, uh because the art, artwork is beautiful and, you know, it's really a shame that they just can't. do what they do (laughs) right and and unfortunately or i guess the it's just by the nature it's inherent in the nude work specifically that unless there's other background if you will in other words i have famous landmarks you know if they just have a nude in the woods or against a silk screen or anything like that it becomes over sexualized doesn't matter how tame it is there's no other context there's nothing else to to possibly be the subject matter. You right, know, right. I mean, part of all of my ingredients is the building, the land. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, a sign, have, anything. And it doesn't go ahead. Have you ever uh, been arrested for, for shooting anywhere? For the, I have. You um, have. Okay. In Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah. One time. Um, and it was dismissed. Um, oh, it's good. It, was during the Midnight Madness sale of 1997. Um, a store owner that owned a newsstand. I had there were actually two male models that evening. They walk all the way through the store. They come out to the sidewalk, pick up a newspaper, fold it back up, go back in. And that was it. And the whole there were 300 people out on the streets waiting for me to do the shot, and I didn't see there were two cops sitting in their car. Oh no! Hour after the shift ended, just sitting over there. And of course, I gave an exclusive to ABC News, or yeah, it was ABC that night. So the cops come over, and as they're going all back in the store, the cops said, "Hey!" And I thought it was just somebody in the car saying, "Hey!" Like you know, going to give me the thumbs up. And I said, "Just a minute." <laughs> And uh, so I'm walking back in, shooting, ching, ching, ching. Cops right behind me. 
grabs me on the shoulder with this huge cut hand, you know, and I turn around <laughs> these two cops, like, in full leather outfits, you know, like, oh, that's an God. order. I was like, oh, oh, geez, <laughs> I didn't even see you. <laughs> wow. So they gave me the riot act, and um, they were going to just leave. And then one of the cops said, hey, uh, just for good measure, why don't we take his camera and his film? And I was oh, like, no. I said the dumbest thing I possibly could have said at that point. I said, well, you can't do that. So he grabs the camera right from around my neck, and I grabbed it right back out of his hand, and my finger touched his finger, and he goes, wow, you do that boy. again, and we're going to arrest you for assault. <sighs> and I said, well, you can't just Amazing. take my camera. He goes, well, then we'll take you and the camera. And I said, all right, well, no. that makes more sense. So they took me and the camera and, you know, processed me. I was bailed out. It was, remember the news guy, Paul Harvey? With Not arrest really, I'm sorry. sorry. This is Paul yeah. Harvey with news. Okay. He was the uh, radio guy, really famous out of Chicago. He talked about that arrest. It was amazing. Oh, like, people were telling me okay. that they heard Paul Harvey talking about it. See? Publicity. You never know. <laughs> awesome. You're gonna get it. <laughs> well, and also I have to I have to tell you, when I started shooting, I mean, people are not gonna remember what was happening during April of nineteen ninety four, but you know what was happening? The O. J. trial. Ah. <laughs> so I was the only other thing on the news. I went on a fifteen city tour around the United States and it seemed like wow. I was the only thing on the news. I was always right after the weather. But I was the <laughs> like for three hours, like at six o'clock. And then we've got an exclusive, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, I was doing radio shows all over the country, TV shows everywhere I went. It was so fun. I mean, oh, like that's I did amazing. MTV in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then I did MTV Canada when I was in Vancouver. Wow. <laughs> that's super cool stunning. stuff. That is really cool. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty low hanging fruit, though, for media. You know, for, you know, somebody doing public news and in a right, in the right way. You know, I, I don't shoot in front of children, not because I think I'm doing something that children shouldn't see. It's just out of context when right. I'm seeing the sense. work being made. Once they see it in black and white, see where I was standing from, see the compositions, hear the title. Now they can see what's going on. They can see right. what I meant. Right. You know. That's true. That makes a lot of sense. Do you play any musical instruments? I don't. I love to sing, though. Oh, cool. I mean, have you ever shy. been in a band? Have, no, I never have. But I've, I've uh, croaked in a few places. And one time I went into this place. All right, this is a quick karaoke story. I went to this place in Santa Cruz. I was I taking Santa three Cruz. days off of shooting. Oh, my God, it was so cool. So um, cool. There. I was supposedly <laughs> was taking some time off. I ended up shooting the whole city. But I was nice. going there to try to take three days off. And I went into this place, and it was um, like whatever their, um, what is that thing called? An uh, something angel. Uh, the baseball team? Here, or what is it like? Uh, no, the, uh, the prize that you get, you know, the people that sing the TV show, like something heroes. Or oh, like the voice angel. or something like that? <laughs> yeah, something like that. They were having some contests. I had no idea. So I went in. I was shooting pool. I can shoot pool kind of. I'm pretty good at pool. So I was playing for Running Coke, play for an hour and a half without losing, 
sang one song out of the way out the door. I'm like, okay, I have, I have the courage now to go and sing. <laughs> uh, it's such an adrenaline buzz. That's why I like it. It's the same as my, my art it gives me an adrenaline buzz. So I went up, did a song, and I'm getting ready to walk out and say, hey, wait a minute, you're a contender. And I, was, I didn't know that I was a finalist in a sing-off that they oh, were having. So and funny. I only sang once, but I got into the finals. It was kind of cool. Wow. So, and they were calling me the whaler because I really get into my shit. Yeah, it was pretty That's funny. really cool. So uh, what did you have to do? You had to go to another round after that? Yeah, I had to wait. And then uh, about an hour later, I sang another song. And I think I was a little bit too nervous. And I don't know. It was a different song. I only had one song that night, you know, that I was ready to sing at that particular time. I was like, wait, I'm not going to pick a different one. Ah. So, but it was a lot of fun. So do do you still use um you know film or do you do everything digitally these days or you everything's digital or? these days. In fact, St. Petersburg again. I went digital when I started shooting uh, everything that I did here in 2014. The shot of the pier was mm-hmm. one of my yeah, first I love that. digital shots ever. Uh, <laughs> I shot that with an eighty-four dollar camera from a pawn shop in Detroit. Oh wow! Um, it looks great. It's all I'm set just up sad that that building is gone. Yeah, I mean, I shot that in 2014. The building came down in 2017. And then yeah. I came back because I said, wait, I got a really good shot of that building, you guys. You should see this. <laughs> and That's uh, going to make history because it's not there anymore. <laughs> it's really, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome. the mayor said that this actual photograph is the last historic shot of the pier before they tore it down. Wow. That's a quote from the mayor of St. Petersburg. Love that. Love that. <laughs> Very cool. Hall. We shot City Hall just a few minutes after that. Oh, that's a good one, too. I like that one, too. All right, Harvey, tell me something. Are you ready for the 11-stroke roll rapid fire interview? Okay, I think so. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Your favorite food? Salmon. Your favorite travel spot? Um, my favorite travel spot? But I love, and this is going to sound super corny, but St. Petersburg, I am totally in love with it. I just totally love it. I was close second would be Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, really? Okay. Your favorite, your favorite camera? Um, I just got a super cool Sony A6000 mirrorless. It's, it's, it's idiot proof. That's why it's my favorite. <laughs> I like that. Your favorite scent? My favorite scent, um, coconut. I don't know. Like it's like the uh, I, every time I smell coconut, I think of like people in bathing suits and stuff, and you know, oils. I don't know. That beachy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <beachy> yeah. <laughs> exactly. The worst, the worst job you ever held. Oh, working in a photo mat. <sighs> Oh, that High pressure, because. no thanks. <laughs> I mean, you see a bunch of cool stuff once in a while, but uh, it, it sucks. <laughs> Your first car? My first car was a 67 Firebird. Oh, wow, that must have been hot. It was. Red. What color? Fire engine red. Fire Very engine cool. red, no less. Very cool. I paid 800 bucks for it, and then I sold it 16 years later for 800 bucks. 
<laughs> it was all rusted out and everything. I was like, oh, I paid 800 I'll take 800 but I didn't even have a title for it anymore, and I got 800 That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> your, your favorite music to listen to? Um, old rock and roll. It's like Iggy Pop. Yeah. one of my all-time favorite performers. Good stuff. Prince. Your favorite pastime? My favorite pastime? I like people watching. Mm-hmm. I just love sitting out on the streets uh, and smoking a cigar and just watching the cool freak show. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the, uh, speaking of freak show, I, I saw like the St. Pete version of the <laughs> Naked Cowboy. Have you seen him? The what? <laughs> the Naked Cowboy walking through no, the St. Pete? No, I have footage of the actual Naked Cowboy in New York City. In New York, forever. yeah, me too. And this guy, I was like, but it's it's just really Where is he? <laughs> I just saw him by Janice Live one night, and I'm like, oh, no, oh. he didn't. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely so going to find out about peeled. this. I will. He's out there. He's out there somewhere. <laughs> okay. Uh, your favorite book? My favorite book? Okay, so there's one called The Greatest Salesman in the World. It's not what it sounds like. It's by Og Mandino. Um, it's about being self... It's more like a Buddhist book. But uh, it's, it's, it's really cool. But that's my favorite book. Your biggest pet peeve? Um, jealousy. When people are pissed off because somebody's got something, you know, I I don't know. That's my biggest pet peeve. As soon as I'm around somebody and they start talking bad about somebody else because of something cool that they're doing. (laughs) Exactly. It's so like, go get a life. Oh, my God, why am I hanging out with this person? (laughs) Ah, and I just met them five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's sad, but there's a lot of haters out there these days, and you're like, what is up with that? I don't know. Yeah. No, I love it when somebody says something nice about everybody that walks by, like, oh, my God, look at those cool shoes, or whatever, anything, or say nothing. You know? Right. That's but, a memo that you always say. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> right. But when there's well. good things to say, I love going overboard. Like when people yeah. have good service or were thoughtful doing something. I say, where's your manager? <laughs> Who is it? You know, I can't believe you got you. You're not paying this person enough, whatever. You know that kind of thing. But that's great because those people usually don't get any kind of kudos for for all their hard work and efforts. You know, so it's right. nice and that like somebody when I get actually really bad service. I, that's when I give a fifteen percent tip. I was a waiter. Yeah, for so I'm not many happy years, when I over tip. Yeah, fifteen percent <laughs> like went out in the nineties. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I get them back. I, I've with only fifteen percent. Yeah, I waited tables too. And it, it's, you know, I remember one time I was a coach check girl and it was for a really witchy, like all the celebrities were going to the spy. I grew up there and my mom worked there and my family worked there. And this guy, the guy from Three's Company, actually, the old man Roper, he, oh, wow. he picked up his coat with his wife and I was in the coat check. I was like 15 and he hands me, she gets her mink and he hands me a quarter and I was like, really? For a mink. <laughs> like, keep it. It's <laughs> like, you need it more than I do. Like, what the hell? Oh a quarter? God, that's weird. I was like blown away. I was like, all right. Maybe he no, just wanted could... to be memorable. <laughs> Had he given well, you like the, the, like the regular tip of what, a dollar or two dollars? He wouldn't have even remembered. Yeah, it was like a dollar per coat, you know? So it was, 
one coat, a dollar, two coats, two dollars, you know. Sometimes they gave me five <laughs> if they were happy, you know. But so, a mink coat, jeez. I'm like, he's got a mink, and he's on TV, and one of the hottest shows on TV for <laughs> your quarter. <laughs> okay, <Cheap> whatever. <laughs> All right, number, <laughs> number 11. Sorry, a little bit of a tangent there. Um, your favorite hobby other than photography? Um, my favorite hobby. Okay, so this is might sound a little weird, but I can't stop thinking of ways to stop forest fires. I have wow. been buying this like anti-flammable material. I've got these ideas of think about it. I can say it in two words: a firewall. You know, like those old mm. projector screens, how they pull up that silver, you know, stuff. One of the main things that causes a fire to spread, and these ones in California are just killing me, 35, or 11,000 houses or something like that lost. Are they up to but, that many now? Wow. Yeah. Um, oh. 700 people missing, almost 80 people dead. I mean, so imagine, if you will, something that popped up quick and that just reflected heat. Things don't catch on mm. fire because a log went over and laid against it and it lit on fire. They burst into flames because of the heat coming towards it. So if you stop the heat, you can stop the fire. So I have this design that I'm working on right now. Uh, I don't know if that would be called a hobby, but it's a, definitely a, um, a preoccupation of mine that every time I see a forest fire, I look at the aerial views, I see how they spread. Because look at them, they all go in straight lines. Mm. You know, at any road, there should be a way to stop it. But it's not. stop it, it in its tracks. Because like, of right the embers and everything. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the embers are the only things you'd have to follow, but the heat itself would not transfer. It would stop dead, and that stuff, everything on the one side of the wall would burn itself out. All the houses would be saved, because that's how two houses burn. One lights on, or a whole neighborhood burns, because one burned. Right, and then they all, exactly. Yeah, if you can pop up a wall between the houses, or put one, throw a wrap over your car, see all those cars that were lost? You know how toxic all that stuff is? Not just the oh. loss of money and property, oh, but scary. The, to the environment as well. So um, it has been something I've been working on for about, I don't know, I guess about three years now. But moving to Florida and all the heat and sun you guys have here, um, I thought, oh, well, it'll justify me buying a reflective blanket. So I bought this really giant, um, you know, aluminized fabric blanket. I've been getting samples from all over the place for heat resistance that can go up to like 2,400 degrees, which is how high wow. a forest player can get. So that's what I've been working on. Um, well, I, I wish you a lot of luck with that because that sounds, you know, like you're really onto something there. Well, if you, if anybody's listening to this, when it all gets put together, um, you know, please contact me through my website. Uh, if you're any sort of, uh, you know, especially if you're an engineer of any kind, <laughs> I have some yeah. great ideas, but, you know, I That's need some awesome. angel money to, to make a prototype, but, oh my gosh, I mean, the loss is getting worse and worse, and it's compounded because the second worst forest fire was the last one they had. This one is the current worst I mean, I'm worst thinking one. this is... This is the worst one, but the other one before that was worse, huh? Wow. No, it, this one is worse, but the, oh, the next say, worst is... one in history was the one just before it. Yeah, that and was that, bad. And that is probably why this was the worst, because there was so much, you know, kind of open space for it to jump from, you know. So sad. So, yeah. I mean, that was easy. I thought weird. that was going to be harder. Those are loving <laughs> questions. I, I, She's going to ask I'm me something nice, weird. Like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> Blue, no, no yellow. 
<laughs> so, Harvey, our time is almost up here. I just wanted to um, get the uh, details of your website. It's it's www. www.harveyphotos.co, as in co-create. Awesome. I'm going to put you, I'll put those in the link as well and the show notes, excuse me, I'll put that the show notes as well with the links to it and to the stores. I'll, I'll get their links as well and um, link those up. And thank you again for, for being here. And if you have any shows coming up besides the one that's coming up in December, please let me know. And I'd love to drop down and support you. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you, Don Marie. It was great talking to you. Same here. I'll be in touch. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. And if you like this episode, please, please, please share the love. Tell your friends, your family. I'm sure you know somebody who might like this show and be interested in hearing how the artists and musicians have made it in their business and became successful. And you can do it too. So thank you for sharing that. And please stop at www.littledrummergirl.com. That's L-A-L-Drummergirl.com. And sign up for my free 2019 St. Pete Street Art Scene calendar. It's only going to be free for a little time, so you better pick it up now while you can. And if you can also leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Remember, it's never too late to begin to live the life of your dreams and leave a trailblazing behind you. So rock on and rock out, and I'll catch you on the flip side.